0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 24. It's a podcast where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I am Greg Northey, Vice President of Corporate Affairs with Pulse Canada, and I'm joined, as always, by Milt Proye of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Thanks for joining us today, Milt.
1: Hi, Greg. Nice to be with you.
0: So the Grain Week 24 report is in the books, uh, released publicly in the past few days. Can you give us a bit of a a look at what you saw in that report this week?
1: Well, performance in Week 24 was uh, pleasantly uh, good. We saw the best performance from CN on an order fulfillment basis that we've seen in three months and from CP in nearly two months. Having said that, um, CN, which has now improved its performance for four straight weeks, uh, still has only reached 81%. So they do remain short of the performance levels that shippers require. Uh, CP rebounded nicely in week 24, following their worst performance of the year in uh, week 23. Both railways uh, upped their game, if you will, with respect to empty car spotting. CN in particular spotted the highest number of empty cars we've seen in six weeks Um, for both railways at this level of car spotting they're just starting to bump up against their committed car spotting levels according to their uh, self-published grain plan so it'll be interesting to see if they can keep this up going forward the increased car spotting capacity was very much influenced by the, the hard work that was done by the railways over the two preceding weeks in decongesting their respective networks which had the effect of reducing the number of cars under load and, and releasing empty car capacity for spotting in the country. And coincident with that or related to that is the improvement that was seen in the Vancouver corridor uh, for both railways, which is where much of the congestion existed.
0: Yeah, thanks, Melton. So, definitely a promising uh, early trend that we're seeing uh, at the start of this year, this calendar year. Uh, how did it shake out for the individual promises, provinces this year?
1: Well, the, the provincial performance kind of followed along with the improvement in system performance generally. Generally speaking, I would say that there was a little bit less interprovincial volatility, if you will, in performance, which has kind of been a staple, unfortunately, of what we've seen so far in the current grain year. Um, Saskatchewan, unfortunately, saw the worst performance from both railways. Um, and unlike Alberta and Manitoba, uh, Saskatchewan's performance was dragged down by the fact that. For those shippers, CN and CP did not perform particularly well going west to Vancouver specifically.
0: Yeah, thanks. And definitely a bit of a concern when you see uh, Saskatchewan at 70% for for CN. And certainly something that while we do talk a lot about the overall aggregate numbers, when when you do see this sort of variability in performance from province, and certainly the 70% still remains a concern. Our ultimate goal, obviously, is to have... Consistent, reliable performance across each province uh, and for each shipper as much as possible. So, definitely keep an eye on that. Where we, whether there's continuing weakness in certain parts of the country as far as uh, service. Looking ahead, how sustainable do you feel this uh, this trend line is?
1: Well, I'm not sure that we can say with any great degree of certainty that the railways have turned a corner just yet. Uh, I think we need to see uh, this kind of performance continue for uh, you know a few weeks in a row. Um, so that we can be comfortable that they've set a new uh, pattern or trend, if you will. There's some concerns uh, despite the good performance we just saw in week 24, winter has very much arrived in the West uh, in the last week or 10 days, bringing colder temperatures, uh, not what I would describe as extreme cold for what we can get out in the West, but certainly colder than we've seen to this point this year. This is gonna have some effect in slowing the network down. Thunder Bay uh, is now effectively closed for the season. um, And this will mean that traffic will shift to direct rail movement to Eastern Canada, which is a longer haul, more difficult conditions and longer car cycles, which again has the effect of pinching empty car supply. And after making very good progress, as I said earlier in decongesting their networks over the last couple of weeks, we've seen very early this week, a slight reversal Uh, with the counts of cars uh, dwelling under load uh, building a little bit. The question of course is whether or not this is just going to be a short-term bump or whether this is the beginning of another spiral into you know some more serious network congestion. The issue of carryover of unfilled orders uh, is still with us. CP improved quite a bit going into week 23. They had Sorry, going into week 24, they had 1,300. They knocked this down to less than 500 going into week 25, which is their lowest carryover since August, which is a very good sign. And CN, despite its improved performance on an order fulfillment basis, unfortunately continues to carry about 1,000 and change orders week to week, uh, which is again the case heading into week 25. So having said all of that, I think it's fair to say we're at a bit of a tipping point railways have made progress decongesting their networks they're showing signs of improved performance weekly demand levels have declined a little bit as compared to the fall which will be you know a benefit to the railways in trying to manage capacity the question as always is can they sustain and show week-to-week consistency particularly in the face of winter Um, and I think the next couple of weeks are going to give us a pretty good indication of what we're looking at for the next couple of months
0: yeah thanks Milton and certainly uh hopefully uh the conditions remain strong for the for the railways. Definitely don't like to see those that continuation of those unfulfilled orders. That that's a real issue for shippers for and farmers for for the timeliness of, of rail car delivery. Um, and also for Eastern Canada, it will be interesting. We have the obviously the the strike in Montreal happened in, in August, but we're in nearing the end of that six month cooling off period for that labor relations as of March. And so it'll be interesting to see whether we see some progress in that and whether uh, or whether we'll start to see some changes in the supply chains uh, to avoid any potential strike that that may occur in March. So something to keep an eye on as well as we as we move forward. So thanks a lot, Milt. Appreciate your time today. And for those of you who would like to see the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.